Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Music Survival Guide. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hello. And today we're going to be discussing the ins and outs of management. Is it worth it? Is it something you should be looking into? But we'll delve more into detail about that. Firstly, Phil, how are you? I'm still alive. (laughs) I can't argue with that, can you? You can't ask so much more than that. I've not died yet. That's fair enough. It's been a while since we've actually podcasted together, isn't it? It has. Although, if uh, if internet trickery prevails, it's it's just been a whole week since the last episode. No yeah. one needs to know. I mean, I think we have made the mistake in our first four or so episodes of saying how hot it is and really showing that it's it's not when we rec- not when we put it out at all. But hey ho. Yeah, it's fair to say the weather's trailed off. Yeah, a little bit, but there we are. We're British, we can't help talking about the weather. <laughs> so what have you been up to since we last recorded then? Well, I have been uh, working with a great band. I was going to say from the Valleys, but I'm not going to do that because that would be horrendously racist. Uh, from <laughs> Wales. <laughs> a band called Bad Earth, so I've been working with them, which has been really great. Um, and I've also been watching quite a lot of Black Adder in my spare time, um, showing my wife because she's never seen it, would you believe? <laughs> that's insane. I swear it that's like... Insane. Just part of being British is you just grow up watching that. I know. I'm I'm educating her. <laughs> Fair enough. What What have you been doing, Jay? Uh, so I've just come back from producing a really cool Liverpool band called uh, Urban Architects. I hope you don't mind me giving them a shout out. Um, we went to uh, Chapel Studios in Lincolnshire, which is an amazing space. Uh, slightly biased because that's where I got my start, where I did my studio internship many moons ago. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just really fun. It was uh, four days, was it five days? I'm not sure, but uh, all tracked live. Oh, and I like that method. First mixes, first mixes are done, and uh, I'm just really really excited for everyone to hear it. So hopefully mm. that should be our start of next year ish. <laughs> By that year some, being uh, 2020. Yeah, if you listen to this in the future, it may already be out. At some point, yeah. I, it's beyond my control now. I've done my bits. Fair. Are, are, they, are they from hashtag Liverpool? They are from hashtag Liverpool. That's a good callback. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be very confusing for anyone who hasn't heard the previous episodes. But Let's not worry about that. Yeah, go back and listen to them if, uh, if you want to know the in-joke. There's not much to get anyway this week music management yay or nay (laughs) cool so i think a great place to start with music management is or band or artist management the the difficult thing is trying to trying to really hone in on what what music management is a lot of people say they're getting signed and I always think, are they getting signed to music management? Are they getting signed to label management? Is it like a, a management company? Is it a manager? It, there's there's so many. Is it a promoter? Yeah, a promoter. There's there's so many different types that um, so we just kind of want to lift the lift the the shroud. That's that's an appropriate term, isn't it? Lift, lift the shroud. Pull back the curtain. Yeah. Just kind of just reveal some of the mystery and kind of hopefully point you in the right way. Pull up the skirt of secrets and unveil the truth. Yeah, bust, 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 bust some myths is the best way to put it. 
Joe, say you're you're an up and coming popular uh, beat combo <laughs> from hashtag Liverpool. Um, not at all inspired by the Beatles. Um, and you're thinking, how do I how do I get ahead? How do I how do I get ahead in my career? I've got you know got some gigs under my belt. Maybe got an EP or two. Maybe I should get a manager. Now, what would that manager actually do for you? What would you want that manager to do? That's a really good point. There's so much to consider. There's because it, it it really depends on what kind of band you are, what situation you're in, and what you really require. Do you need someone who's going to do admin for you and kind of answer emails, or are you looking for someone who's going to open doors? and give you new opportunities as many different categories there are there's also as many different types of managers and management deals Mm. so it's really really important that before you even consider management you sit down with whether you know if you're by yourself or you're in a band and the subject of management comes up and you say what do you want that manager to do imagine it's your first meeting with your manager what would you outline for the things that you want them to do? There's so many things they could do. Yeah. I mean, in in a in a like a, a traditional, traditional sense, your manager is is organizing your time, is possibly helping you book studio time, is um helping you uh, with merchandise, is helping you um well with you know website and sort of news and keeping everything updated but then there's perhaps the the slight traditional i'm going to use that phrase distinction is you also maybe have a a tour manager who this is like big bands um uh in you know like the heyday i hate to call it that um who would help you with your tour would help you book dates and and hire in your your pa gear if you need it and you know help you get your i don't know get an amp in a different country whatever it may be and it's it's really worth thinking about what you actually want because i think um a lot of people uh kind of have this very traditional view of the music industry um, so they go, oh, well, if we're going to be a, a proper band, we've got to have a manager. There's no other way around it. And ultimately, ultimately we've also got to have a tour manager. Now, I, I, I would humbly suggest that if you are, you know, touring arenas, you, you may well need a, a manager and a tour manager to help you organise those things because uh, you might have other things in your mind. But if you are playing, I don't know, some local pubs, I'm not beating down on you if you are just playing local pubs um but maybe think is is management really what i need right now at this stage yeah i mean if you are doing arenas without a manager then fair play to you that's quite the achievement um okay to to cite an example i'm working i was working with a band and they will remain anonymous um can we give them a fantasy name go on what what name would you like to give them banana split (laughs) The, the what? I actually think that was an act, wasn't oh, it? The Banana I, Splits. I don't know. Uh, it just sounds like a 90s sort of pop band. <laughs> okay. Anonymous band. <laughs> uh, they, they were working on some tracks with me and they said, oh, our manager X will really like to hear this. And I've had a lot of interaction with them before. So it felt weird that I've never, you know, been in contact with a manager. That would kind of be the first port of call, especially um, mm. in our industry of being mix engineers and producers. 
most likely a lot of our contact will be with managers if they have got managers. And I said, oh, right, okay, I didn't know you were signed to, signed to a manager. And they went, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out they were kind of paying this manager X amount of money to, inverted commas, manage them. And I turned around and I said, right, well, what, what's he actually doing for you? And An awkward question. But, yeah. And it wasn't... I don't think that at any point they were in denial, but I think it, the penny dropped for them at that moment. They kind of were like, oh, right, well, he's not actually done that or this, and he isn't doing that, and we've paid you know, X amount of money and they've really got nothing back apart from being able to say, mm. we've got a manager, here's his email. <laughs> we've made it as a band. Yeah, which is a trap I think a lot of people fall into. Oh, yes. I think if, I mean, I, I run into it a lot. You see uh, bands saying, oh, we've been approached by a manager and it's some bloke down the pub who's had a few too many and says, oh, I, you know, I can manage you. And, a lot of the time, they're not really going to do anything. If anything, they're just going to do more damage than they are good. Hmm. I mean, here's, here's the rub. That's a strange phrase. Um, here's the thing. If the year was 1976 and the only way to get your music heard by the masses was to get signed to, I don't know, Atlantic Records or whatever it may be, having a manager in 76 would be pretty essential if you want to get signed if you want to get your music heard because managers tend to good managers have contacts and know people in the industry and know who to talk to and know where to promote you or maybe where you should maybe you know where you should gig and that kind of thing and they can help you get contacts and help you um get ahead towards a record deal which back then was actually quite necessary to get ahead but nowadays in this in this lovely uh, internet social media age there's actually a lot of things that you can do yourself um it's a whole other conversation topic but to to make a career you don't necessarily need to have a record deal anymore um and i would also suggest that you don't necessarily need a manager now that depends on how busy you are and your schedules and how organized your band is so there are some band members who are really driven and will you know help you kind of help the band um really kind of organize their time and organize what they want to do next but there are some bands who i'm not i'm not trying to stereotype or anything um i'm not naming any names at all i'm being very diplomatic who are very creative and write some great songs but aren't massively organized and I, I would maybe suggest in this day and age, if you are if you are a smaller band and you are not massively organised, maybe management might be worth considering. Agreed with that. I am just rambling. No, no, I think they're all valid points. Um, with the with the thing of not having a manager but also being disorganised, I think the best way around that is well, what I've seen done successfully is just one band member being almost the being almost the pseudo manager in that situation. Mm. So kind of everything goes through them. They're almost like the treasurer, the, you know, the secretary and everything else. Because I mean, personally from, from my point of view, there's nothing worse than uh, getting five different emails from five different band members 
saying, oh, can we do these things? Can we do that? Thing? And they're all conflicting. Mm. So I just usually say, appoint ban- one band member and uh, make sure, like, you have the conversation between you, then that one band member comes to me or will go to the studio or will go to the promoter or whatever and just it's all organised centrally yeah. through one person. Although, can I completely counter your point in one way? <laughs> 100% go for it. With an example, um, as a band in in Wales, in your your neck of the woods, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> what the entire uh, country, the entirety of Wales, um, a band called Ravenbreed. Um, I've probably mentioned them before. Don't know if I mentioned them by name. Anyway, um, they split their sort of organisation actually very cleverly, and it's very simple. You have one guy who does the bookings of the the tour dates and organisers getting there, and you know making sure they've not got a conflicting schedule, that kind of thing. You've got one person who does uh, social media and responding to emails and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And you've got one person who organises um, the studio time and that kind of thing, and, and I guess the more slightly creative endeavours. Not that social media doesn't have to be creative, but anyway. Um, and it seems to work really well for them. So I would say it depends on the band, Sorry, I know that's completely countered exactly what you said. But. Yeah, I mean, out of interest, how long have that band been going for, roughly? Uh, since about the beginning of 2018. Oh, right, okay. That's, yeah. yeah I, I, my only suggestion would be, if you're just starting out with that kind of stuff, I think it's easier to just kind of have one person who kind of at least has a general overview of everything. Yes. Otherwise, yeah, communication, especially amongst young bands, is n- not the best at, <laughs> at the best of times no comment so i think just having one person to kind of act as an initial manager and the go-to person that can be called upon usually it's just the person who picks up the phone the most yeah that tends to be it's just best at replying at things the most organized person yeah the most organized <laughs> person uh so we were talking about you know do you need the old school manager that you might have had in inverted commas the good old days which is a phrase i hate in itself and there are a few things that i think you'd associate with managers of that era that still apply today but it does require a good manager Mm. so you kind of want to avoid you know terry down the pub who's had three stellar artoires and (laughs) says he wants new paul mccartney's gardener terry might know what's going on to uh, yeah, to kind of say, oh, well, I'll manage you. That, that's not really use, useful. But if you have someone who, who has genuine contacts and has seen the industry and can act as another safety net, can stop you from making mistakes that they've, they've seen before mm. and can point you in the right direction, that's something really worthwhile. So I, I personally know a lot of the time that when it comes to bands booking supports and tours. Yeah, there's a there's an element of, um, of, you know, you have to have good social media profile and your music obviously has to be good. There has to be a foundational level. But ultimately, I think a lot of it comes down to personal relationships and who knows who. Yeah. So if you do have a manager that can go, oh, well, I have a band that worked on this label or worked on tour with that band i've got another band that can can do that i i get work all the time through basically managers who 
who you know might work with one band that project goes really well and then the same manager refers me to another band so mm. it, it's those type of contacts that and i would never have naturally come across that brand that band and that band might never have come across me so without those kind of relationships then you know a lot of things wouldn't have happened so in that respect i do think an old school manager is appropriate but obviously mm. they need to have the appropriate experience and contacts it's 100 percent a uh people and personality based industry is mm-hmm. the music industry um i would say even more so than it used to be um because you're relying on a bit more on things like social media and um meeting people at gigs and that kind that kind of thing um and it relates to a point we have made in previous podcasts um side note can i use the word (laughs) or are we exercising that word or are we just going to bleep it i might bleep it if it's funny fair enough um so it relates to something we have discussed in previous podcasts which is don't be a um basically if you as a band member are organized and you can successfully not be a around people then you could probably manage your own band um basically that's kind of kind of what it comes down to it seems to be a lot of our advice is don't be a but it seems to apply so well and so widely yeah it really does uh there's there's another element to having that you know that dodgy manager is essentially a dodgy manager is the face of your band yes they will be the first port of call that a lot of people will come across. So if you've got someone who doesn't represent your doesn't represent your ethos, is unprofessional, starts arguments with people, like that that's what people will think of your band, regardless of whether it's you, if it's your manager that's doing it, then it, it will, you know, it could get you blacklisted by Producers, studios, tour managers, promoters, you name it. A bad manager can pretty much ruin any chances of your band being successful. Bad manager is a bad time. Yeah, it's it's the the risk of having a bad manager is insane. Oh, yes. Um, and here's just another piece of advice, really, that's come to mind, um, is if in your kind of local or wider music scene you have a you you know of a band who you sort of really look up to and you really respect and you're like they're going places and i want to be almost where where they are where they're at then talk to them i mean it's a it's a people-based industry if you go do you have management um that is that is a great a great start if they go oh well yes we're, we're managed by x whoever it may be then great maybe that's someone to talk to maybe that's an opening yeah totally agree with that there's a a bit of advice i gave someone even today was i said if you kind of are in negotiations with a manager if they're good then they won't mind you you know them saying who they've managed in the past the best reference you're going to get for that experience is reaching out to that band and kind of saying hey what you know what were the good things? What maybe the, some of the not so good things? And they'll give you an honest opinion. Mm. They've they've got nothing to lose at that stage. And there's also an element of you can be slightly wary of a manager who's being a bit shifty about who else they've worked with in case it's a bad reference. <laughs> that's that's a red flag. Good old red flag. Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly something I've I've come across even when it comes to. Uh, you know, people who 
in, in in my world, when people want to record music, and I say, okay, cool, if you've got demos or previous stuff I can listen to, and they they basically try and work their way out of the question, and that that always raises a raises a red flag to me of like, oh, I don't think you're particularly serious about mm. this. So some advice that I always give to any band that comes to me and they say, hey, Joe, we've been approached by this management deal or, you know, this management company is I always say set targets and deliverables for whoever you're, you're going to work with. So you need to set terms because you're, you're forgetting as well as, you know, them doing you doing something for them and then being associated with your brand, you're also going to be associated with theirs. They're, they're your employee to some extent. And if you were, they were working any other kind of job, you wouldn't say, well, yeah, kind of do whatever you like and should be all right. You'd kind of say, right, well, you know, in the case of a band, you say, okay, well, in a year, I c- we want you to get us on a, we want you to aim to get us on a tour like a five-date tour and uh we want you to get us to work with x y and z it obviously it depends on your situation where you are in your career and loads of the different the type of manager you've got but ultimately i think it's a really good idea to sit down and go we want Mm. to achieve x y z by like the end of the contract that that you sign the other thing i'd say um, is is almost a word of caution um, is be realistic with yourself mm-hmm. um, if you are doing sort of local pub gigs at the moment that's great you're building a following keep doing it but don't seek a manager expecting them to get you on a tour with Iron Maiden or whoever it may be <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah yeah they're, they're, they're the greatest manager in the world will probably struggle to get you on an arena tour if you're playing pub mm-hmm. Agreed. If you haven't considered that, then be careful, I, w- I would honestly say, about management. Yeah, I think it's relevant to to your situation. So if you are a pub band, then maybe it's a case of, okay, well, I want you to get us like a supporting slot in a club venue mm. for like a reasonably big band or something like that by the end of the year. It, it totally depends. And a good manager will discuss these We'll discuss these ambitions with you. The the nightmare manager that I keep on thinking of in my head is one that will approach you at a pub gig and say he can get you on an arena tour within a year. That should be setting off. If it sounds too good to be true, it most definitely is. So those are definitely some things to look out for. Hmm. The other thing to consider um, is, is it a good use of your money? Um mm. So if you are being really serious about finding management and you have had a conversation with this person about um, realistic goals and expectations that you want from them, um, I would see if you can get like a trial period almost where you can say, look, let's let's basically, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily put it this way. Let's see if you can do what you're, you can see. Let's see if you can do what you say you can do. Um, so ultimately, if they, they say, you know, I can do this, this and this for you, whatever that may be, and they don't or they can't, then that might not be the best use of your money. That money might be better used 
I'm, you know, saving up for a studio session. It might be better used for promotion of yourself on social media or, you know, wherever that may be. Um, or it might be even be better used buying gear. Love, love, oh, gear. <laughs> yeah, although that's, that's where gear acquisition syndrome starts to creep in. Yeah, be careful about that. Yeah, it's, um, it's really, really interesting what you're saying there about setting setting targets because I feel like we're singing from the same hymn sheet it's all kind of about setting deliverables and kind of saying you know can you deliver xyz and a good manager will set realistic de deliverables so maybe I'm repeating myself with that but are we in fact talking about smart goals management speak oh yeah <laughs> I well that's, that's one for another time I, I detest management um, speak but let's not talk about that now yeah and during these conversations as well it's really important to not be afraid to ask questions yes. there's a lot of bands i know that are kind of they feel intimidated by the situation you know there might be there might be a, a contract involved or um for a lot of people this can be intimidating and there might be people who are saying oh well i've worked with xyz so you just kind of feel like oh god well if i don't sign immediately then the opportunity is going to go that that hardly ever will be the case if you're if you're confused about anything even if you feel like it's the most stupid question on the planet then you should feel perfectly fine to ask that question and a good manager should explain should explain it it's like what I, my mantra whenever I'm in the studio, whenever I'm mixing, whenever with a, when I'm working with an artist, is there's no such thing as a stupid question. I'd much rather they ask that question than <laughs> chaos further down the line when it's been misinterpreted. Yeah, yeah. Which, which has happened. It happens all the time. So if I can see someone hesitating or I can see a slight confusion on their face, I'll just say, whatever the question is, ask it. I've... I can guarantee I've heard more stupid questions than the one you're about to. <laughs> and I imagine a lot of managers will be the same. Good ones. Good ones will say that. <laughs> so to to sum up this conversation, um, I'll let Joe say his piece in a minute. But I, I'd say think carefully about what you want from a manager, if it is realistic and achievable. Think carefully. This Sorry, this is a load of warnings, really. Think carefully about if you can do it yourself um, and think carefully about whether it would be a good use of money. Um, and if the answer to... I was going to say the answer to all three is yes. That's not quite right. If the answer to two of those is yes, that's kind of still not right. If the answer is <laughs> go for a manager, then start looking. Wow, that was really long-winded summary. <laughs> fine. I'm going to try and summarise mine in... A three-step plan. Oh. So one is do your research. So if you do find a manager or a manager comes to you, make sure you research the living daylights out of them. Ask for referrals. So again, I suppose that kind of comes a little bit under the umbrella of research, but kind of ask about, ask for, not necessarily about the same manager, but you can find other people who've had similar management experiences. Ask them what went wrong, what went well. And that can all be taken into the negotiations. And finally, is there is no such thing as a stupid question. Ask as many stupid questions as you possibly can. Because once you've signed that contract, you've signed a contract. 
So make sure it's all out on the table and you fully understand the situation before you uh, put your name on the dotted line. Love a good stupid question. Speaking of stupid questions, what's the name of our Facebook group? Oh, quickly goes to check on Facebook. Um, it is the Music Survival Guide. Uh, um, um, hang on. The Music Survival Guide podcast. Hey, I know the name of our page. Amazing. Come and join the, the fun. <laughs> what will you find there, Phil? Um, well, as of time of recording, very little. But we're going to have lots of uh, conversations and discussions about each episode. It's a great place to meet people. It's a great place to just kind of discuss uh, the music industry and what's happening um in the 21st century music industry amazing yeah it's going to be the perfect place to uh potentially meet a manager how's that for a (laughs) tie-in big promises but that's why i use the word potentially anyway uh as always if you've got any questions uh that you feel me and phil can answer you can reach out to me which is joe at nevisaudio.com or you can reach out to phil phil at vortissoundstudios.com or if you want to contact us both then there's the music survival guide at gmail.com email address all very official sounding yeah you're prepared are you technically the manager of this of this podcast um it depends if i'm being paid or not um no and on that note (laughs) thank you for listening (laughs) we'll see you next time goodbye bye